Before we begin, read Mark 15, verse 16 to verse 32, and especially read verse 21. And they compel one Simon, a Cyrenian, who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. You're listening to the Semper Reformata podcast with Bob McAvoy. Well, I wonder how many times it has happened. Somebody just walking along a road, minding their own business, when they stop to look at something rather unusual happening. Maybe something that distracts them from the everyday events of life, and suddenly they find themselves caught up in an unexpected drama. Maybe even becoming an unwilling participant in a life-changing incident. That was what occurred to me when I read the story of Simon of Cyrene. He's probably just an ordinary man. He's going about his ordinary business. One moment he's an unconcerned passerby, a foreigner visiting Jerusalem for a religious pilgrimage, and the next he's suddenly thrust into the greatest drama ever, God's eternal plan of redemption. Think of the shock, and think of the shame. Simon was probably a Jew. So imagine a proud Jew being caught up in the proceedings of a crucifixion. A Jew forced to associate with criminals and slaves. Of course, the Romans had given themselves the legal right to do whatever they wanted with citizens of their subjugated nations. Any Roman soldier could compel a Jew, for instance, to carry his pack up to a maximum of one mile, and it was totally pointless to say no or to try to resist. The Romans ruled with an iron fist. Yet although Simon must have recoiled at this Roman order to pick up the cross of a condemned man, that experience led to a complete change in his life. For not only did Simon have the privilege of providing some albeit temporary relief to the suffering Saviour on his way to the cross, maybe giving some little ease to his already mutilated and tortured body. But he was dragged out of the crowd that day and a rough, heavy piece of wood placed upon his back, a piece of wood that was being carried by the Lord Jesus, a man now so weak that he collapsed under the heavy burden of his load. But we're going to learn in this short study that Simon's tiresome walk to Golgotha may well have been a walk to eternal life. I wonder who this Simon was. We mustn't confuse him with Simon Peter, the fisherman, who became a disciple of Jesus and an apostle in the church. This Simon was probably a Jew, probably a devout Jew, dedicated to his religion. 
In Acts chapter 6 and verse 9, we learn that there was a synagogue in Jerusalem attended by people who lived in the region of Cyrene. Here it is. And there arose certain of the synagogue which is called the synagogue of the Libertines and Cyrenians and Alexandrians. And of course this is Passover time and Jews from all over the diaspora have returned to Jerusalem for the feast. Foreigners weren't welcome. They were considered to be unclean. Gentiles considered to be less than dogs. A national and religious sentiment among the Jews is running so high that foreigners were not safe to walk the streets. Groups like the Zealots, the Knife Men, Jewish terrorists would be stalking the streets looking for victims. Outsiders were in extreme danger. Only Jews were in Jerusalem at this time. But read our text in Mark 15 and 21 carefully. This man called Simon was coming in from the country. Maybe he lived in the farming area that was round the city of Jerusalem. After all, Cyrene itself was an agricultural area, and Simon may later on have set up a business in the Jerusalem hinterlands. Farmers in those days would have been accustomed to hard work and would have been muscularly strong. And these soldiers would have wasted no time placing a cross on the shoulders of a weakling. So Simon was just passing by, just going about his business, coming in from the country, not a part of that unruly mob who had clamoured for the death of Jesus, and many of whom were now following this execution procession. I think that's just so much like many people today. We're so busy. We're just innocent bystanders, aren't we? So we think. We're people that think that the cross and the crucified Christ is no concern of ours. In the Old Testament, in the book of Lamentations, chapter 1 and verse 12, there's a challenging question. Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? Behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow, which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. What a wonderful text, messianic text, pointed to Christ who bore God's wrath for me. So let's spare a thought for Simon as he's caught up in the circumstances that are not of his own making that eventful day. It wasn't his choice to be a cross-bearer. Sometimes in life that just happens to you. Sometimes we become the unwitting participants of other people's problems. Sometimes too we arrive at a difficult time in life because of illness or relationship failure or bad decisions And sometimes difficulties come because of the consequences of sin in our own lives. 
Someone once said that no one is an island. The actions and decisions of others will affect us, and vice versa. And yet in Christ we are more than conquerors. Our Heavenly Father is concerned for those who are bearing heavy burdens, so much so that Jesus said to us, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I wonder what effect did carrying the cross of Jesus have upon Simon of Cyrene? Let's go back to our text in Mark chapter 15 and verse 21, where we're told that they compelled Simon, a Cyrenian, who passed by coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. Isn't it interesting that Mark identifies Simon by referring to his children, to Alexander and to Rufus? They must have been well known in the early church, perhaps well known among the apostles and disciples. And in Romans 16 and verse 13, Paul greets someone called Rufus, someone chosen in the Lord. And I'm wondering, could this be the same Rufus, the son of Simon? Well, possibly not. There could be many Rufuses among the thousands of believers who made up the early churches. But an encounter with the Saviour at the cross, surely that must have had an impact upon Simon. You simply cannot meet Jesus. You cannot come to Calvary without being radically changed by that encounter. Even the centurion who was charged to supervise the agonizing death of Jesus had to confess the divinity of Christ in Luke 23 and 47. When the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. Nothing happens by accident. Could it be that God had ordained that Simon be there that day, so that God could reach him with his saving grace and rescue his soul from eternal loss? And perhaps as he was compelled to lift that rough, heavy wood, Simon fell under the compassion of the Lord Jesus. Perhaps he came under conviction of his own sin. Perhaps he realized that Jesus didn't deserve to die, that it was he who deserved death for his sins that day. Maybe he heard Jesus pray that even his executioners would be forgiven. And maybe he saw Jesus willingly give himself over to death and realized that on that day, on that wooden cross that he had carried, the words of the prophet Isaiah had come to pass. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed.
If you were around in the 1970s, you might remember an American called Arthur Blessed. In California, Blessed had himself tied to a cross on the Sunset Strip. In protest against the authorities closing down the only gospel witness in that awful, sinful place. Later on, he carried that cross all over the world. Jesus doesn't expect you to walk around with a physical cross. But he does tell us that we are to deny ourselves. All of our ambitions, all our hopes and dreams and plans, all our own self-interests, all of self must be laid aside, must be nailed to the cross, be crucified. And we're to take up our cross every day and follow him. That refers to a life that is lived for Christ and not for self. Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. In fact, if we are Christians, our old nature has already been crucified with Christ. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 6 and verse 6, We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. I wonder today if you're like Simon. You think of yourself as an unconcerned bystander. You're looking at Jesus and at the cross and you think, what has that got to do with me? And yet the message of the gospel the good news of salvation in Christ, the forgiveness of sin that was wrought by his atoning sacrifice is for you as it was for him. There's room at the cross for you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.